It's your boy T.O. as you know. It's O-Rain, real name. No games, no gimmicks. Got Fabian here, a.k.a. Walter Longcoat. And we are the Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, we're, we have no time to play games today. We are going to jump right into the goods. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time again. Uh, we do have another press play for you. Sound the trumpets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I played the wrong air horn there. I'm going to go ahead and play the right one. <laughs> I had to follow up with it. Yeah, there you go. I tried I to support that. you. Yeah, you did. You did. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we uh, we watched a movie uh, because we all could not make it to the, the, the theaters this past weekend. So we decided to go with a Netflix film. Uh, the film that uh, we took on this week for our uh, weekly press play segment where we review and talk about uh, a particular movie and dissect it uh, like real students of the game do. Um we watched uh, The Land of Steady Habit, uh, which uh, is a Netflix film and stars, uh, or uh, first of all, is uh, directed by uh, Nicole uh, Hoff. Holo? Yeah. Hoff. Fuck. Something. <laughs> <laughs> something uh, German holo, that I cannot pronounce. Holy Hoff, shit. Holo this make her your i'm sorry nicole uh, you know it your last name makes no sense Yo, um it's a it, there there's a o which is followed by a f and then immediately yeah. goes into a c to, to, what are you supposed are, to do with that that's a letter that's a combination of letters you don't <laughs> see naturally what do you like how does that even go half holo snur what your name is not something that makes sense in the human uh, vernacular. Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, and it is also written uh, by Nicole as well as Ted Thompson, uh, who uh, I believe wrote the book or the novel for this particular Correct. film. Yeah. Um, so uh, the movie stars uh, Ben uh, Mendelsohn. Yeah. Did I pronounce it? Mendelsohn? I don't know, whatever, whatever. Ben Mendelsohn, uh, Connie Britton, Mendelsohn, Mendelsohn. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Charlie Tahan, who's on um, uh, uh, Ozark, which Ozark, I'm yep. knee deep in right now. And Thomas Mann, who uh, I'm actually a decent fan of Thomas Mann. I, I, I watched a movie of his. Uh, uh, it's called Brain on Fire. Uh, completely trash movie. It was probably one of the worst movies I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> but uh, he, he actually didn't do bad in it. Um, and uh, in every movie that I see him in, he's pretty he's pretty good. Like I remember, um, is it uh, uh, me, Lars, and the real girl? I don't know. Fuck yeah, you, uh, me, Earl, and me, uh, and, and uh, the girl, or something girl, like that, yeah. or something like that. Uh, I thought he was excellent. That was a really good movie. But anyways, I digress. Um, this uh, this film. Uh, is about, uh, or, or the synopsis is, uh, feeling trapped uh, in the stifling, wealthy enclave of us, uh, Westport, Connecticut. A man retires from his job in uh, finance and leaves his wife in the hopes that he will, or that it will renew his lust for life. Uh, he befriends a drug-addicted teen, sending him down a path of reckless, regrettable behavior. His shameful actions cause him to question who he is as a father and ultimately who he is as a person. 
uh, really detailed uh, synopsis there. Yeah, I really, it was very, it touched my soul. It touched my soul. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, this, uh, this film actually just came out. Uh, it was released on September 14th of this year. Uh, again, let's play no games. Let's waste no minutes, mostly because I have no minutes to work with, but, uh, <laughs> let's jump right into the plot. What do you think, Rain? Tell me. Um, I think it's a really interesting plot, right? In that here's a situation where a man leaves his wife, right? I feel like a lot of these movies are, you know, wife divorces husband takes kids in the house and now he's left to like figure out who he is right yeah. um this is kind of the the reversal this is this is a husband saying hey i'm unhappy and i'm leaving you and i'm gonna go in search of happiness or you know whatever i think happiness is different it's just a bit of a, a reversal i I, I can't think of a movie um that has taken that angle uh, no, I, I can think of many movies. Uh, there, one of my favorite ones, uh, is, um, the movie with Steve Carell. Um, hmm. Fuck. What is this movie called? And it has Ryan Gosling in it, uh, as well as Emma Stone. Crazy, stupid love. I believe it was called. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it essentially the same plot where the guy, uh, Steve Carell's character, uh, him and his wife, they have like an impending, divorce uh or something other than the same the same plot is what i'm trying to get at um the the the, di- the difference between that and this movie though was interesting is, is that they don't follow it from a sympathetic view of or at least they attempt to follow it from a sympathetic view of the wife or the person who is left but then it kind of flips that on its head yeah, uh, yeah. where that person becomes no or that person is no longer sympathetic and you're kind of like fuck that person, um, which is I think slightly unique. I, I'm yeah. sure I've seen that before yeah. too. And but we'll talk a little bit more in because that happens towards the end of the movie. So I think there's there are a few things throughout the movie that are pretty interesting. But we'll definitely get into that. Um, but I mean, again, I'm not saying this is an, an entirely unique perspective. I just can't recall a movie that I've seen recently which like, you know. Ha- has a husband like choosing and not because he's like cheating or in like you know in love with another younger woman or whatnot but leaving to genuinely just find his own personal happiness hmm. yeah but he does uh fuck a lot of women on the way so uh, he's single <laughs> <laughs> but now, so, so that's where like I, the, I think the first five minutes of the movie were like whoa yeah this guy gets yeah, yeah. Gets, and off of no game too. Yeah. There's just no game uh, at all yeah. in, in his I repertoire. I think he met the one chick in the, and he's good though. He knows his how to. Does he? He knows how to land land the uh, does land, land the plane right? What, what what did he what did he say to these women to land the plane? So he said was, hi. He's was a conversationist. <laughs> so there was a conversation with the chick in the, yeah. in the uh, store of home goods, right? Yeah. Conversation about what toothbrush holders best got him some pussy right so <laughs> how does that get you pussy right. knowing the f- what or making a joke about toothbrush she holder. thinks he's funny and charming oh and so that's good enough to yeah. fuck him huh yeah. yeah okay i mean you saw it she did yeah all right and then what was the other one i think they were in um he was in a shop that had like he was buying stuff for his house and yeah. on his shelves yeah, and th- that one he really didn't say anything. He was like, "Yeah, I'm in here shopping," and she's like, "Tight." Yeah. Next scene, they're fucking. Was was she like the 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 store owner? I guess. Damn. And so, 
<laughs> I, well, I guess that's how you uh, <laughs> get return customers. <laughs> That's um yeah, I really that's her like loyalty <laughs> rewards program. <laughs> I fuck come all back my again, customers so they blow job. come back and buy yeah. stuff again. Um yeah, uh but anyways, uh we digress. Um yeah, I, again, yeah, I, I think it's a very fairly uh it, it it's a common plot, but I think that they took it from a slightly different angle about midway through the movie. Yeah. Um now uh, what do you think about the pacing structure? Did you think that it was set up well and, and the flow of the movie? Yeah. So I think the movie started off um, with some very interesting high scenes, right? Uh, it hit you with like two sex scenes back to back. You got a very good understanding of, uh, you know, the main character. Um, like I got his name here. I'm going to have to remember this. Ben Metalshon. There's an H in there. It's not son. <laughs> I'm just going to say Ben Mendelsohn. Uh Sorry. No, I, 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 like I, the, I, re- I don't respect your H's. I like, I like I'm going to acknowledge the H's. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably very wrong. <laughs> but you sound like w- w- fucking Sean Connery trying to pronounce Ben <laughs> Um, But yeah, so it starts with two pretty high scenes. You get a very good understanding of his character being like this um, kind of like unsure guy who doesn't he's he's successful he's a smart guy you can tell but yeah he, at this point in his life he's just like yo i'm just gonna see what happens yeah uh, and he's also like you know throughout the movie he's not very good with eye contact and he has these like interesting mannerisms yeah so you kind of i think that's just him personally uh you think th- so? th- yeah because he, he kind of plays all of his characters like that and i'm getting to think he's not playing that that's just him you yeah. can't <laughs> make eye contact for long stretches of time uh, and he's got like weird nervous tics yeah i mean it, i wouldn't have made eye contact with Bane either when he was <laughs> and, hey that's probably why he quit his job and left his wife he was like you know what I, I can't be with this guy Bane yeah, yeah, yeah. come on to work every day yeah, he, he tried to kill me yeah. <laughs> honey I'm gonna I'm well, happy with you he didn't threaten he actually killed him I'm a zombie because of his yeah, ass so you expect me to go back <laughs> to the office fuck that shit <laughs> gonna fake my death leave my wife uh, all right um, I'm sorry, continue. I disrupted with my... Uh, no, so I mean, I thought the pace was good. Again, it's, it started off... Like, the first five minutes, like, captured me, right? It was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some really interesting things going on in this movie. Um, I think within the first five minutes, you got to see, like, bits and pieces of his character, which, you know, then brought you further in mm-hmm. on the film. And then the rest of the movie, it just kind of flowed. There were, like, ups and downs. There were moments that, like, felt, like, very real. Like... Uh, situation that I could um, that I've experienced or that I you know could imagine experiencing it yeah yeah it was, it was, it was very seamless it was it was uh and that, that's what the uh, one thing that I didn't necessarily expect I did I when I when we first uh, watched the trailer for this movie I thought hmm, that seemed like it, it didn't seem like a fresh idea but it did seem like they had a very sort of not sly but I don't know a very smooth take on it Mm-hmm. Um, that it wasn't going to be this like it seemed like it was like a lifetime movie, you know, where it's just like our this is just nonsense. Five minutes into the movie, um, and it, it held true to that form when I was you know going through and, and watching it. Um, I did take note though that uh, uh, some of the scenes uh, it seemed sort of disjointed at times in that they seemed like they kind of just thrust you into things. Uh, versus sort of layering it a little bit. Yeah. Is there a particular scene? Yeah. So the scene where he smokes weed for the first time, 
Um, and it turns out that it's not weed, it's PCP. He seemed to take that very casually. Yeah. Which I guess goes along with the story, but at the same time, I don't care who you are. If somebody hands you something, you think it's weed and you smoke it and it's PCP, I feel like you'd have a very adverse reaction to that. Well, he was already high at that point, right? So he, yeah. he was high and then he was told it was PCP. So you're probably already... Was he? He like, took like two puffs and then they were like, yo, that's no, he, not weed, remember it's he PCP. Took, he took one big hit of it and then he was like, whoa, like this stuff is kind of like strong. Does it hit you that strong though? Like immediately? Good shit, yeah. <laughs> and, and those kids were obviously like you know a bunch of privileged white kids, right? <laughs> uh, you can tell by the it always goes back to that, doesn't it? You can tell by the neighborhood and the parents' house. Yeah. So yeah, they probably could afford some like good shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well they may be able to afford good shit, but that doesn't always mean that they have good shit around them. You see well, hey, he took one hit and then he was high as fuck. So yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Fair enough. All right, uh, so what do we think about the characters uh, uh, and uh, both the uh, people who play the characters as well as the character the uh, characters themselves my favorite character in the movie was actually um the character charlie mm-hmm. um who you know that's his name the, in real life the druggie charlie fan tahan I, I was gonna go with tahan. tahan yeah tahan? Fan? shit <laughs> yeah, how okay. did you get fan from that yeah let's go tahan okay <laughs> Charlie Tahan, uh, he was my favorite character. I, like, yeah, and I, I just like him from Ozark. Yeah, um, his character just always seems very like kind of genuine, hmm. and I mean he's kind of playing a similar character to, to Ozark, right? This like mm-hmm. uh, unsure high school kid who's you know got got some issues. In this movie, he you know his issues are drugs, right? Yeah. In Ozark, his issues are a shitty family structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just a good actor. Like he plays his roles very well. It's not he doesn't overact it. There was no lines that I felt like he didn't deliver well. Like he's just a so far from what I've seen from him, a very believable actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my uh, well, I'll start with my least favorite character. Uh, my least favorite character was Larry Eastwood, who was played by Josh uh, Josh uh, Pace. <clears throat> I don't know how they keep casting Josh Pace in these roles. <laughs> no offense to you, Josh Pace. I think you are a working individual and you are clearly some a professional of some sort since you keep getting casted. But I've never seen him in a role that I find believable. Never. And I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is about him. I just never believe his character when I watch it. Uh, the, the, the movie that I can... Um, uh, sort of say like that that I really noticed it in was um, that awkward moment. I don't know if you watched a movie with uh, or maybe you can jump into with um, which what's that? Who's the actor you're talking about? Uh, jo- Josh Pace oh, okay. is the actor. Uh, do you remember the movie with uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the uh, who's the guy who used to be in on the the t- the High School Musicals and it's now like he was in Baywatch. Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Uh, it was a movie with Zac Efron and actually Michael B. Jordan too um, in this movie. Uh, that awkward moment. You guys don't remember that? No. Okay. I, don't, I don't think I've seen that one. Right, but Josh, oh, no, no, no. I, saw, I remember that. You remember, remember it? That, yeah. Okay. So Josh Pace was Zac Efron's boss. Um, Zac Efron and Miles Teller's boss in that movie. And I remember thinking then, this guy's not that great at acting. And then, and so fast forward, we, we uh, so 
Yes, uh, that is Josh Pace. Um, he's the he's the uh, best friend who loans uh, or who's going to loan um, um, Ben Medelson. Medelson. This won't be the last time you see him. He's yeah, he's going to be a Joker. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Um, yeah, um, I, and and I don't know. I, I kind of feel like an asshole now that I'm saying that because you know, who am I to judge, right? But I don't know. He just doesn't. He seems like he's not all there. He seems like he's just like came off like a bender. I don't know. I'm looking through his catalog. Um, the only thing that I may have seen him in is uh, um, Ray Donovan, but I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't love his character in, in Ray Donovan. And maybe he just kind of always plays that, you know, that terrible friend kind of character. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just never really... I don't know. Anyways, I don't mean to shit all over you, uh, uh, Josh Pace. I apologize for seeming like I'm just trying to say that you're shitty at your job, but I just. But yeah, do I know the scene like you're talking about. It's like where they're in the restaurant or they're, yeah, they're at the bar, the they're bar, having yeah. a drink, and then they just kind of cut to going to the yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? So the strip club. No, no. Before the strip club, though, they're in a car. Yeah, they're yeah, in they're the car, in a car yeah. at the train station. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very like necessary scene. Um, it was a necessary scene, necessary characters within those scenes. Just his performance is all <laughs> I'm saying is what leaves yeah. a little for I, desire. I, I didn't enjoy the conversation they were having. Um, again, I thought Ben was great. Uh, yeah. I thought his, you know, what he was saying about the spider. and the Oh, webs. yeah. Yeah. And that's in the trailer, too, which, uh, you know, is just as potent in the uh, in the movie uh, that it is in the trailer. Yeah. Um, my probably my favorite character in a movie. Um yeah, probably would have to be Charlie as well. Uh, I, th- I thought, uh, um, yeah, I always just enjoy those characters who are just like, yep, I'm not going to be silenced by anybody. I'm just going to say what the fuck I feel. And if somebody has a problem with that, oh, well, um, yeah. I'm a sucker for those kind of characters because I desperately desire to be them. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and, I, and I thought tra- uh, Charlie Tan played, uh, played that role uh, very admirably. Yeah. I think he, I think he definitely is going to have a bright like acting. Absolutely. Career. Absolutely. Well, at, at least with Netflix, cause they apparently are just going to put him in everything. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, let's talk about the uh, cinematography. So, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Um, it didn't stand out to me in this movie. And I yeah. think that was a good thing, mm. right? Like it, when I was watching the movie, you couldn't really tell like, all right, these scenes are very choppy. Like they're cutting from this person to that person. Um, there were some very, well done continuous uh dialogue mm-hmm. um shots throughout the throughout the film uh, one particular piece and i know you didn't get to this part where they were on uh where the character charlie goes to anders house and then he gives him the message about hey like your wife is getting married yeah and anders didn't really didn't know that yet he mm-hmm. hadn't been privy to that information so you know anders makes a bad decision he's like you know what let's let's go smoke let's you know let's go hang out and then they go to the kids um uh, he had been like, uh, what's, what's it called? Uh, squatting, right? Mm-hmm. On this uh, yacht that was being put up for the season. Yeah. Uh, so they snuck into the yacht. They smoked a little bit of weed slash PCP, whatever blend they smoked before at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's this scene where he's talking about like his, 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 uh, it's kind of like the spider web scene, right? Where that was a pretty continuous scene. Yeah. Right. Um, without cutting back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those scenes where he's talking about his relationship with his son and his experiences as a father um, and then his relationship with his wife. And it's, you know, maybe a good 
20 seconds of him talking, 20, yeah. 30 seconds of him talking uncut, mm-hmm. which is pretty, 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 pretty long continuous scene. Yeah. Shit. Maybe it was longer than that. It was like a whole minute. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think that this, uh, and, and here's an interesting question that I'm probably going to pose to my film buffs out there what is the use of cinematography in films that don't necessarily require cinematography that blow your socks away? You know? Um, I mean, obviously you just want people to just be immersed in a world. So you have to do enough. And Mm -hmm. obviously it takes a lot of work and effort just to even build that. But you, you know, when you can, um, yeah, sorry guys. Uh, somebody was banging here. And I thought it was on my front door. I thought I had to get the tool. That was a, uh, was a yeah. basketball drill. Yeah, yeah. Then I bounced that too hard at yeah. my house. Right? That's a that yeah. ball was inflated. Get off my lawn, get off my lawn, kids. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, it takes a lot to build a world and to have that world mimic our real world, right? If that is what you're going for. But if your cinematography doesn't do anything really interesting then kind of like what's it use? I know it's supposed to be sort of like you're supposed to be a fly on the wall and you're supposed to basically just capture people quote unquote in their natural element. But if I walk away from the movie, like, and if somebody asked me, Hey, how was the cinematography? And I'm like, eh, it's all right. Like, is that, is that really what you want? I think for, for certain films, it's like you want it to not be noticed, right? It's it's one of those things that's more powerful. Yeah. Like, and, and I do, I wholly agree with that, that you want it not to be noticed, but there's, so many movies that I can tell you like so for, take for instance uh, No Country for Old Men right it's really kind of plainly shot in terms of um, and obviously the Coen brothers have a very distinct style but uh, it th- there's something about it that noticeable. movie it's noticeable but yeah. somehow still Subtle sub- submerge uh, submerges you in the story and you're not it doesn't disconnect you from the story you know so I'm like can't you achieve that even with a movie like this that it's you know it's not going to be a central or a focal point in it but make yeah. it interesting in a way you know you, you know what i liked about no country for old men a yeah. lot of the scenes like let's say he was walking like when you know he's going to go kill somebody mm-hmm. and the car pulls up the engine turns off car door opens you see the and like it's all shot from a low angle right yeah so you see the the wheels pull up and then you hear the door open then you see the feet get out and then the feet walk up to the building or the house or whatever. And that kind of creates like suspense. Like, Oh shit. Where is this? Like, what is he doing? Where's he going? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, you know, it wasn't like these, these very intense shots, right? Yeah. It, it does just enough to create whatever feeling in that particular scene that's necessary. Mm-hmm. I think in this movie, it was about not shooting too low, yeah, not shooting too high, but giving yeah, you that just, light uh, right in the center, just so you don't notice you know the hey i'm looking up or i'm looking down like you don't get that feeling okay like so let me take a movie that's more closely associated with this sort of brand uh so take 500 days of summer for instance right mm-hmm. um, i didn't see that one but, uh, yeah um you need to just go ahead and see it i mean i don't know what the fuck you're doing dude just see this movie guys see this movie know, it's, it's amazing it, it's it's uh and it's starting you like the guy um what was uh, it brody no no what's uh John Gordon Lovett is it Jason JGL Gordon? JGL yeah. yeah um 
uh, anyways, it's it, it, it's a movie where it's sort of like a rom com, but it's it's shot in this very stylistic way, but still somehow submerges you in the world, and and that's all I'm saying. And like I, I'm I'm agreeing with you in terms of certain movies. Yeah, you don't really need a great cinematography package. You just need some shit just to make you feel like you're there with them. That's it, right? But I don't know. Like when you go through all that trouble to go through and, and make a movie. And you're the camera person, you're the cinematographer. I'm assuming you want it to be like, I yeah, want to make my memorable. Yeah, Just, I, 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 need I, think, to, um, I need somebody to remember me here. Like yeah. old, old country for no men is a good example. I also think back to <laughs> got that back. movie all up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. As I was saying that, I was like, oh, fuck it. Hey, we, we let it ride though. He was like, yeah, hey, it's all good. Um, another one that I that kind of comes to me, um, is Juice because I don't think they did anything too crazy but just like when this when when it's night when the scenes are dark like it's very dark um just just little things like that that i notice when i think about that movie mm-hmm. but it doesn't it's not like they're like wow look at these effects like yeah. no but it's just certain certain um well, colors in the scenes and and certain um darkness i think especially yeah. at night yeah and and uh, here's to sort of to my the point scene. is um iconic uh, uh yeah. what's his name um is it Paul Thomas? No, no, it's not Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, who directed uh, the Social Network? That was uh, fuck. Uh, I still didn't see that movie. Yikes! What? Um, it's escaped me. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. I gotta find this. Uh, David Fincher. Yes, uh, David Fincher uh, in the Social Network used more um, special effects than like some other sci-fi movie that you would have thought hands down would have had more special effects. Really? Yeah. But it's because David Fincher uses um, special effects in the most minimal way. Um, he uses it like just in backdrops. Like, so for instance, Zodiac, right? He, I believe he directed Zodiac as well. Right. There are some sh- certain shots that you just look at. You're just like, Oh no, like that's amazing. Like the shot looks, and you're like, when you think about that afterwards, you're like, oh yeah, no shit, that was CGI, you know? But he uses it in this really minimal way that you'll mm. never really be able to notice that it's CGI, right? Yeah. Um, but it gives him a very distinct style uh, in, in talking about the cinematography. It gives him a very distinct thing. And I can't help but feel like if you're, if you know that you're like, if you're not just phoning it in and like, all right, we set up this shot, we do this and you do that and boom, like we can, it's good enough, you know? if you are going through the motions of making a movie, like if I'm, if somebody handed me a shit ton of money, was like, make a movie. I'm be like, yo, what can we do with this shit? Like, what can we really like try to do? That's different. That's stylistic. That's sleek. You know, that, Mm -hmm. that even in this movie where we're talking about something that's more down to earth, more relatable, we can still make that interesting to look at, you know, but not take you out of the story. It's a challenging effort. No, no doubt about it. But it's something that I think you should aim for. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. Or is this like one of the things where when people give anonymous donations, right? Like very, very large amounts donated anonymously where they're like, hey, I just want to do something great. Mm -hmm. I just want that thing to be Mm -hmm. recognized. Like you're not trying to like what I'm steal the spotlight versus like Mm -hmm. what I've done. I want that thing to be recognized, not what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So maybe the cinematography in this movie was like, hey, like it's nothing stands over the movie and the characters in the story. Yeah. And and again, like I, I know this is a very common thing, especially with movies like this, that they are, again, more grounded movies, movies that are just like, hey, this is relating to you sitting in the audience, Bob, you know, um, 
uh, I get that. But there's just a part of me just like, nah, fuck that. Go yeah. for the gold. You know, like, uh, I don't know. But anyways, uh, I, I respect that point of view. And I think that that is the, 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 the more the common knowledge mm-hmm. in terms of just kind of not putting the cinematography first or not even first, but just not making that a big staple. A thing, yeah. Movie. yeah. There's someone who has lived this exact movie, right? Of course. Yeah. And damn, I want to talk to that person. <laughs> like, after, oh, well, yeah. Uh, talk to Ted Thompson. He's the one who wrote, uh, wrote the, yeah, the novel. Yeah. Well, but did it happen to him? I would assume that he either knows somebody it happened to or that it is some remnants of his own life are, are in the story. That's yeah. the way it's like with all stories. Right? No, 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 I just want to talk to a regular guy, not the guy yeah. who wrote the book, like a guy who's like, yeah, that happened to me. That got that left his wife and it left turns out she wife, was cheating on him. Found out she was been spoiler alert, by the way, guy two years before I even left her. Yeah. And she blamed it on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not as uncommon as you think. No, it probably happens like yeah. every to every fairly regular, or just it happens to people. I'm sure yeah. they're you know, a woman might leave you know her husband or you know whoever she's with at the time, and like ah, that just didn't feel right for whatever reason, and find out oh yeah, he's fucking you know the receptionist. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it happened to uh, Jennifer Garner. Apparently, <laughs> Ben Affleck was. Yeah, talk about somebody dog. who who, who uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, that guy Ben Affleck. He, he, they got interventions going for him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Ben Affleck. Like, uh, I saw this interview with her or something like that. She would, she was talking about how like he would just disappear for like a couple of days, and then you know, maybe they had like another house or another condo or whatever, yeah, and, and just or she would be like away for work for a couple of days, and uh, he just like wasn't answering her calls yeah. or anything like that, and then she yeah. would come home, and he would just be like stoned out of his mind or <laughs> fucked up like Jesus passed out Christ. on like the bathroom floor fuck uh, just soup beers and alcohol and pizza what everywhere. interview did she give this and I want to see this interview. Um, I'll have to send you the link yeah, but yeah. it was like you know she was like and, but she who was she nice. talking to when she said this she's just <laughs> decimating the dude's character <laughs> like this dude is fucking cracked yeah, and, out and, of his and, mind and you don't I understand I can't recall if I read it or if uh, you know I'm pretty sure it was, it was like something uh, something I watched yeah. right um, but yeah, apparently that's it, hilarious. It got bad towards the end. And yeah, she yeah. Was just like you know what, I'm out of here. I gotta do like, some more shit. <laughs> when, when you said you want to uh, meet like somebody like the real guy, <laughs> you know who I thought about? Um, remember Four Leaf Tayback? What what? Is it? That sounds familiar. From Tropic Thunder, the fake Vietnam guy, and he set up the whole thing for them to go in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you okay. want to see the real Vietnam. <laughs> I'll show you, <laughs> but then he was faking the whole thing. Yeah, and it wasn't. He, none of it was real. <laughs> Yo, that's one of the funniest movies ever. Man. Yeah, Tropic Thunder definitely is a classic. Yeah, I, I never sat through the whole thing as Tropic Thunder. Oh my gosh, yeah, I real. think I've only seen like the beginning and the end. Yeah, Yo, um, and um, who's the, who? Iron Man. Uh, yeah, yeah Robert Downey. Yeah. He's yeah. so he fucking good at so it. But here's the biggest in mystery in the world: we make every sort of question as to hey if anybody for any reason dawns blackface they are done and yet somehow robert downey jr because that does was it good with zero apology yeah no. and everybody's like nah straight we let that one slide <laughs> if you do what and it's non like it's not malicious but and and you do it well and it's fucking but hilarious. You, but you know it why? Do, but it, it like it seems like these days it doesn't matter if it's malicious. No, you, or not. you know People why like, it's like if you even think about doing it, 
you're, you're out of here. Like, yeah. You know why it slid? Because within the movie, they um, it's like they were like meta about it. Yeah. Well, I, well, um, and I forget his name, but he's actually fighting that whole idea of it. The whole movie, the other soldier that they were with, the the, the, the black. He's bringing it up in topic and saying, "Hey, man, like." that's not right this isn't right so they're actually addressing yeah. it in the it, movie it's like so. uh it's like um uh i don't know if you guys watch it's always sunny yeah and uh it's his like name their, was their, a, their that was brandon t jackson yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um it's like uh uh them and their lethal weapon remix mm-hmm. where <laughs> they're all like in blackface like playing uh i didn't uh, see the episode but i i can imagine it with that show it's, it's hands down the funniest episode of it's which season was this I don't know, but they did it like three times. They did it like the first time, and then they brought it back again, and then like I think they did it a third time too. It's <laughs> fucking yeah, that, that's hilarious. That'll happen on that show. Yeah, they they don't give a fuck. I I, I know we're digressing here from our story, uh, from our press play, but um, sorry. Uh, it, it's always sunny has managed to go on thirteen seasons, and I I just watched the episode the other day. They they did it like they did an episode like on a Me Too, and it was everything you would expect out of It's Always Sunny in a Me Too type of. <laughs> oh, it man, was crazy. It was just off the fucking walls. They just said whatever the fuck they wanted to say, and somehow they're still on the air. Somehow they're going on the thirteen seat. It's there's certain things that I just don't understand that just defy the laws some of shit, everything. Some people just get <laughs> yeah. a pass, man. This doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but anyways, but I, 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 I again at the end of the day, I think it's as long as it's good. Right? yeah if it's good if it's but not funny, even not always in the sense. case i'm trying to tell you there's some things that are great but people are like no this is what we want to do like yeah. this is culture appropriation so therefore it's like did you when our first episode ever we talked about a by the way i think this is our 50th episode really of okay. the podcast Woo. yeah Drop we're, a bomb or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I gotta drop a couple things on that one. I gotta drop a bomb. I gotta drop the, the horns. I gotta drop the AK forty seven. I gotta drop another machine gun of some short. I don't know. I gotta drop Whoa. the boxing bells. Okay, I can't get the boxing bells. <laughs> right, but uh yeah, something went wrong here. All right. But yeah, if this is fifty, that's yeah, yeah, we we're fifty in, man. Uh yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, going back to that thing, I, I think if it's good, you well, know, people that, just kind of accept it. Bruno Mars again. I, this is why I brought up the first episode. We talked about Bruno Mars when they said he was trying to do culture appropriate black people. I think the girl went on a rant, um, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and she's like, "Bruno Mars is culturally appropriating black people." I'm just like sitting there, like nobody agreed with her. Like <laughs> six people agreed with like, her. Like you know how just maniacal you have to be to say bruno fucking mars is culturally appropriating and not even to say that he's not borrowing from other people's cultures and things like that he of course is but he does it blatantly and he does it paying homage and respect yeah. to those people he, and yeah, he exactly. always gives credit where credit is due and so how are you calling that cultural appropri- cultural appropriation is if i'm benefiting and i'm just not giving you the fucking credit yeah. if i take some shit of yours and i'm just like yeah this is mine now sorry and yeah, I'm just gonna make a shit ton Elvis of money. Elvis Presley, this shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up so I can, because uh, I got like five minutes left. Yeah. We to get out of here. Uh, what are we thinking of the soundtrack? We don't think anything of it. it was sublime. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean and, and there was one. There was one scene where I noticed the music. Which um, it was. It was the train track scene where the um, the the son of uh, the character Anders. Okay. Uh, he, you know, he does what he normally does. Like he fucks. He, he he has a job where he's delivering alcohol, right? He's delivering wine to rich motherfuckers throughout the neighborhood, right? Yeah. And then 
his car breaks down or his battery dies and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to drink the rest of the wine in this car. And then he particularly gets this very nice, huge bottle of wine that was in a crate. He's just like, you know what? Fuck my job. You know, fuck responsibility. I'm just going to steal this $500,000 bottle of wine and go drink it. Yeah. Uh, And this is kind of like when he finds the other kid dead in the woods. But um, in that scene, there was like, it was like a, kind of like a alternative indie rock music and it fit the scene really well because it was like high tempo music um and the reason why i say it fit that scene well because he does this thing right he he gets the bottle of wine he's like he's pretty much saying fuck it i'm gonna do me like i don't really care about the consequences or what happened next right Mm -hmm. he takes the wine down to the woods he opens it up he drinks some of it there's a train coming so he goes and sits the bottle on the train tracks in front of the train Mm -hmm. and like again there's this really high tempo music the train comes it smashes into the bottle and then the music immediately fades yeah right and that scene to me kind of represented you know maybe people or you know this character in particular who lives for the moment never thinking about mm. what happens after the moment. It's like in the moment, there was this yeah. really great, fun, intense music, the bottle smashed, the train passed, and then it just kind of went to silence. And then yeah. he was just kind of left like, what next? What yeah. next? That was really deep. That was really that deep was for him. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Pat on the back for him. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Um, yeah, I didn't get any of that at all. Uh, I thought it was very sublime <laughs> musically. Well, you didn't uh, get to that scene. Yeah, I didn't get to that scene at all. Um, when you see it, you'll recognize it. Fair enough. Only because you said so. Um, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really notice the music all that much. Uh, I thought it was just like any other standard. Uh, and I believe the gentleman responsible for the music is uh, Marcello Zarvos. Yeah. Uh, so I, I gotta say one more thing about the this the music though. Sure. The sex scenes, right? Yeah. I think they intentionally, I'm not sure if music is absent or if it's just a very like ambient. Yeah, it's very, it's not uh, noticeable at all. Because they, I think they, and again, that goes into his character, right? He's having like very awkward sex with these women. Yeah. Um, Very awkward sex. Yeah. And, you know, the absence of music and like all the sounds and like the looks on their faces, it really gives you like more about this guy's character, right? Yeah. Um, so again, and I know we've talked about this, but the absence of music in those particular scenes was like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, when you notice little things like that, I think that's when you're really starting to play with, uh, understanding sort of like what it is that you're, you're watching. So yeah. Shout out to you, Marine. Oh yeah. Shout out to you. Uh, Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) any, any last minute, um, things you want to say about this movie, anything you want to you want to converse about about this particular uh, movie anything it left you with uh, yeah I, I don't know if it's because it's just such a topic these days mm-hmm. but like when people talk about like mental health right and, yeah. and or more so personal happiness yeah especially among like I, I think men sometimes it's kind of like you know especially men who are who have families right mm-hmm. uh, it's like you know you don't you don't really get to talk about or prioritize your personal happiness. It's like you got a wife and kids to take care of. You've got a mortgage. Get up, go to work. If you're unhappy, suck it up. But in this movie, this guy does the exact opposite. He's like, you know what? Uh, I'm unhappy with my job. I'm yeah. Quit my job. I'm, I'm unhappy with my marriage. I'm going to, you know, separate from my wife. And I'm, I'm just going to go 
find myself. Yeah. Luckily, this he he was successful enough. Like he was in finance, so he was successful enough to be able to do these things, right? Yeah. Well, he wasn't uh, successful enough in order to pay the mortgage for the last six months. So um, that's something. But did he do that because he didn't have the money, or was he just not doing? No, it? he just didn't have the money. That's why he had to borrow it from his friend. Oh yeah. Well, he was still good. He still had this, <laughs> the the the. The three hundred C, they had repossessed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, he was pushing a bend. So hey, even if you ain't got it, you look like you got it. And he, and he definitely got yeah. some pussy in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He hit three move. He did he hit three? Yeah. Uh, well, no, he didn't hit the one because he couldn't get hard. Remember that one yeah. scene? Yeah, he tried. Um, yeah, he tried. Hey, to get up. So that's when you gotta get popping the blue pills. pills. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go to the blue pills. The three Pete. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This movie was. Uh, it was unexpectedly good. Uh, like for, I would watch it. I, yeah, I would watch it again. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it wasn't your typical kind of. Um, it, yeah, it just wasn't your typical kind of affair, um, and I I can appreciate that. Uh, and any, any movie that tries not to stick so hard to the you know script, so just you know, no pun intended. Um, I, I always appreciate, and I think that this movie did make an effort to not necessarily go down the you know, the usual lines of where you would think a movie like this would yeah. go. Like I hadn't, I didn't expect this movie to go where it went at all. No, I didn't expect it to be good at all. In fact, I expected fully it to be terrible. But <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with Ben Medden, metal, Medden. I, I've never show? seen him carry a movie. I've always seen him as sort of the side actor. You know, he was never, I've never really seen him as the main actor. So yeah. I, I didn't really expect too much out of it. Not because again, I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, shit on the dude, but I'm just saying like, I've never re- actually seen him as the, the, the leading guy in a film. Um, but I thought he did a pretty admirable job. Although I think he just played more of the character that he kind of always plays, which is kind of like the kind of wandering. Like he was in um, one of my really favorite movies, um, movie with again, Ryan Reynolds, not Ryan Reynolds, um, Ryan Gosling. Um, I know exactly. Uh, was it, the uh, fucking the movie about the, the place beyond place the beyond place, the place beyond the pines. He was in that movie, uh, and yeah. it's sort of he sort of still has the same sort of like swag about him um, that he had in that movie. Um, and so every time I see him, he sort of has that same thing. So I wasn't really expecting too much out of out of him, but uh, but I think he did a pretty good job uh, with this film. Um, yeah. So uh, so yeah, we we press play on this movie, and I suggest you guys do the same. Uh, check it out uh, and give us your thoughts whether you, whether you uh, liked it or not um, whether you think god damn it they should have just done something with the fucking cinematography they should have taken some chances alright um, <laughs> need you guys to drop those comments tell us how you feel uh, about it but that concludes another week of press play what are we going to do next week who the fuck knows except for we do know it's going to be Venom yeah yeah, we're, we're definitely going to see that and uh, that, that, that will be for the, the you know we're not we're not gonna fuck it up this time. We're definitely all gonna see this movie. Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about Venom. I'll I'll make sure yeah. I, uh, I see. Yeah, see yeah. Uh we'll we'll see Venom and we'll give you guys our our, our takes uh on, on that. Uh with that, I am out. Peace out, bitches. Fade out. Peace, right. man. Wait, no, not fade out for the show. Fade out for me. I'm leaving. You continue. No, you guys talk for like 20 more minutes okay <laughs> all right work to her, work that shit out all right the, give the fans a show all right so no no see you guys out, man. later yeah hey Ryan. all right i know this is a uh, special for you um did you see the new hellboy poster i did it looks good that's um, the hardest shit. how did fabe sound like he was like waiting for that for like three hours <laughs> he's like hey Orain. hey <laughs>
did you see the <laughs> Hellboy about it, poster? man. My drops are good on yeah. time. So the new Hellboy movie looks, uh, at least the poster looks really good. Um, uh, who's it? Is, who's playing the character again? Is, is it Mickey? R- R- no, it's not Mickey Rourke. No. Um, I don't. I don't think it's. Yeah, actually, it is. No, 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 no. I forget. It's, uh, his da- name. No, David Harbor. Sorry. Yes, yes, the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I like. I him. think he's good for this, right? I, I, at least I like him in Stranger Things. But um, I mean, he look. They look just alike. Like <laughs> they, the, they kind of do. They have those, those like those like wide jaws. You know, like he has the face for it. Um, you know, as long as he were to li- do some push ups, lift some weights, or something like that, I also think he has like the like the body to sell the character. Like he looks like Hellboy without even like the makeup on. Like you know what I mean? He just looks like the <laughs> he, previous Hellboy. He actually the does. Horns and then uh, then he's good. Yeah, he's basically good to go. But yeah, I mean, I've been excited for this movie for a while. Um, Hellboy one, I thought that was really good. Uh, part two, I wasn't in love with it, but it was still a you know a good enough movie. Um, I like where they're going with this one in terms of like the direction. Like they're like you know we want to give you a dark, gritty uh, movie and. Hellboy obviously is a character who was like born of hell, right? He was he's from this, or he's supposed to be like what the, um the 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 ruler or something. Like I that? don't know. That was, he's, this he's, is always your movie. So. Yeah, he's like uh, he's supposed to be like a demon. He was supposed to be like the ruler of um. He was supposed to bring hell to earth and then rule all of earth or something like that. Um, when you look at them side by side, the old uh, Hellboy and this Hellboy, man, that old Hellboy really does kind of look like a punk. Like, not really like a punk, but <laughs> looks like he really had no business doing this shit. Yeah, he looks like a looks taxi more, driver. More gimmicky, right? He it definitely looks like a just like a shitty costume, right? Uh, this this new Hellboy looks dark. And to like, me, I didn't think it looked bad. It just looked like a taxi driver or something. Like, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't look like this is what he was doing today. <laughs> he was fighting crime. He looked like it was cold out. He's a taxi driver. Where, where are you going? Yeah, I like the direction of this movie. Um, is it Hellboy's Marvel, right? Actually, I don't know. I was gonna ask um you that. Like I said, this is you know you always loved uh, this franchise more than I did. Not that I didn't like the movies. I just never immersed myself in it. But um, that was my next question. I was gonna ask you. Yeah, I'm almost certain Hellboy is a, a Marvel comic character. All right. Um, another thing that was uh going on, uh, they kind of more or less confirmed Bad Boys Three more than they have ever done. I think they're like really this really close to agreeing on everything that they need to agree on to get this going. Now I know it's been rumored for a while, but they're saying they're basically like ninety percent of where they should be, and I think it'll be called Bad Boys for Life. And they're even scheduling it for a release of Martin Luther King, um, two thousand twenty. Okay, I like that. Um, yeah, man. They, they they said they said if we're gonna do another Bad Boys after fifteen years, it has to be next level great. So uh, I I got high hopes for this. I think it's it's gonna be easy to kind of drop the ball on this, but I got high hopes for what it could be. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what shape Martin is gonna be in. You know I, I don't doubt I, Will comes in ready for this. Yeah. But Mar- is Martin gonna be in good shape for this? I was just thinking that because obviously Martin is not like the same slim young guy he used to be. Yeah, and I feel like if they're gonna do this movie, I, we I want to see like the action. You know, you know kind of like Denzel in the Equalizer, right? Yeah, Denzel got in shape for it, 
so, so and I don't doubt Denzel sell. can. He he's showing us over time that he'll he'll do whatever he needs to be to uh, to do to get in kind of whatever shape. Yeah. But. So for if they're gonna do this bad boys right, and if it's gonna be the action packed, um, you know, down and dirty like kind of bad boys that I want to see, where they, you know, I want to see some hand to hand combat. I want to see some like John Wick type action, right? Martin, his, he has to like physically sell it. So I want to, I'm interested to see how he looks. Yeah, and, I mean, and he's never been like the character on the show that was gonna like go body and hands with everybody or, or was like a super action um, character, but he had his moments when um when act, when it came to run, chase, shoot, um, you know, he was there and it's obviously a little easier for him and in his younger age. I just don't know if he's kept up with that type of, physical um not not even training but like you know we we see will smith out here on his instagram like he's doing all types of yeah, shit will you smith can tell this guy's still shape. in shape to 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 do a bad boys right now to go film right now I just i just hope martin is I, I i don't know i'm not saying he isn't uh in shape or or kept his shape up to do this but i just hope so that he yeah that we're gonna need him to really help sell the movie yeah I'm, I'm not too concerned about will and uh whether or not he'll be in shape but I, i'd need martin to be in shape to to make me that much more excited about the film like if some photos are released of him in like great shape like no no uh you know dad gut and he you know he's working out he's in the gym lifting weights or something like that i'm gonna be like yeah this shit is gonna be good yeah and i need to see the uh martin nba style uh training workout videos <laughs> yeah yeah he's got to be in the gym with weights somewhere in the background like yeah, i need to see the creed he's underwater uh boxing but you know black is gonna come out and support this movie yeah i hope so you know i hope everyone yeah. does but uh, of, of of course yeah. uh black folks first <laughs> Black folks first. About to be a I mean, I expect them more first than <laughs> anyone. Um, but actually, as the numbers turn out, a lot of these things, when you look at the demographics, like it's usually like large support by like white folks. You know what I mean? Like if you go look at who saw uh, Black Panther, to be like sixty percent white people went and saw it. But you know, those are for other reasons. But yeah, I, I think everybody gonna show love. Um, yo, so um, Black Mirror, which is um, slated to come back to Netflix in December, um, they're supposed to have an episode, which is an interactive episode where the watcher chooses basically the fate of what happens in that episode. I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know if you're going to need like a, like um, some type of um, reality. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reality. Um what like um wait like when you say the watch because i haven't seen black mirror i don't i don't know what the show oh is you about. oh you haven't seen any black mirror no oh, i think I've, i think i've seen like one episode okay but well, like do they mean like the viewer as in like me and you yeah are, so there is gonna be it's gonna have to be like live right i don't know but what's the word i'm looking for no, like but you put the be. uh you, you put the um um like augmented reality yeah virtual, yeah virtual, virtual reality yeah. is what i'm looking for where i don't know if it's some type of a situation like that where you got to kind of go virtual reality or maybe you vote you know maybe the episode is separate of the rest of the season whereas you you vote on um possible outcomes like on twitter yeah. or something and then they film it based on that i, I don't know how they're going to do it but i think that's that's a uh, pretty dope I imagine virtual reality will play a a major part in this. 
I wonder how like TV's TV watching is going to be, you know, is everybody going to be sitting on their couch with a headset on like immersed in the uh, in like the TV environment? You talk about in general going forward? Yeah. Like, um, you know, obviously now they have like the virtual reality stuff where you put headset on and you're in, in a whole new reality. Right. Like, are they going to bring like in 10 years? Are we all going to be sitting in front of our TVs like with headsets on in the shows that we're like we're watching kind of like a secondary character that's possible i mean i i would never say anything isn't on the table uh my only thing is do we then mess the shows up that we love so much yeah (laughs) if if you like let's say that technology was available right now today right and you got to put on a headset and be in kind of like a background character for any movie that any like whatever your favorite movie is what would it be Huh. And you're like side by side with the character throughout the entire movie. Hmm, I don't know, because I, I feel like a lot of my um, the movies that I really like, I wouldn't want to actually be in them <laughs> like like Scarface or something. Um, hmm, what, what movie would I be a part of if I could be? Maybe maybe the maybe the wood. I feel like that was a, a good movie to have been in. It'd been like the extra friend or something. Yeah. The fourth friend or whatever. On this, I got to go The Matrix. Okay. Inception. Mm. The Kim K. Ray J. Sex Tape. <laughs> <laughs> Just being there like, yeah, man, go ahead, hit that, hit that. Just chilling on the side. Like, you go ahead, you dog that pussy, Ray J. I wouldn't I actually I wouldn't mind being one of the doctors or uh just employees of the uh of the um institute in um Shutter Island. Just nah. to watch this guy keep going through this and reliving this and just being like, yo, this shit gets no, better every time. I don't want no job in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get up and go to work. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, that's true. No. Because <laughs> you still you 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 have to play your character, right? You gotta be one of those you gotta check in with your boss. You got to take a lunch break. Maybe my schedule is flexible. You know, I work Man. four days per week. No, nah, nigga. You know what I mean? Don't hire freelancers PT, on PTO. Shutter Island. <laughs> you know, part-time jobs on Shutter Island. Yeah, no, this is true. Um, But excited for Black Mirror to come back. And damn, you don't watch Black Mirror, dude. You got to uh, watch some Black Mirror. What, I would have thought what, you watched it Black on? Mirror. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yo, it's too much shit on Netflix. Now. Yeah, but no, but the thing about Black Mirror is none of the episodes connect. So you can literally just go watch them randomly. You can jump out of seasons. Um, you can watch episode six, then watch episode two. Like, see, I don't like that. I, I like. Well, no, no, no. You would like it if you if you watch the show. It's yeah, literally, I'm sure. but like new new episode, new concept. If I start a new show, I may give Black Mirror a try. But they just uploaded the new uh, season of um, Walking Dead, and like I ha- I have. I've kind of like fucked Walking Dead off to the side. Yeah, I kind of so. done. I, and I've, I want to, it's not like I've done it because I don't like Walking Dead. It's just like, well, it's really um the network's fault because then I started trying to watch um Fear the Walking Dead. But if you miss a season, they make you subscribe and pay for it. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, so that's a, that's a big, easy way for me to say, fuck you. Yeah, I'm already yeah, I'm paying, paying for cable. Now I have to pay again pay to watch the I show have to work and i can't watch <laughs> your shit every, yeah, yeah I'm atlanta did that. that too and it, um a friend of mine was trying to go back and watch season one before season two came on i was like bet let's do it and then um 
you had to like subscribe and pay for the first season. I'm like, yeah, fuck? I'm not gonna do that. Nope, that's bullshit. But yeah, um, so I'm gonna finish Walking Dead. Um, there was there's actually this new show I've been watching too, The Blacklist, which is like really oh yeah, Jeremy good. tried to tell us watch that for years. He did. Jeremy tried to put us yeah, on? he's been Where? trying to tell us. Damn, I'm about to hit the group <laughs> chat right now. Let Jeremy apologize. Know. <laughs> yeah, he's been saying because when it was on TV, he was watching it. Where? Okay, damn. Yeah, I got. I, I mean, got. I, th- I don't know if it's not still on TV, but like season one, shit. I'm t- Jeremy was like, "Yo, watch Blacklist." All right, I, I got. I got to hit up Jeremy as soon as we done here. I got to hit up Jeremy like, "Yo, this shit is really good." Yeah, um, but. But no, this is the good thing about um, Black Mirror is like you can just watch one episode and be like, all right, cool. Then get back to your shit. Yeah. It's not a committal for the whole season, but you will end up liking it enough to watch a couple more. But See, I got to commit. Like, I can't just watch one. And if I watch one, I have to watch it in order. No. Any, Even though no, there's no order, I still have to do it. No. Anybody who watches just or who, anybody who just binges a season of. Black Mirror is just crazy, and it'll probably drive you crazy. I don't recommend binging a season of Black Mirror. Uh, it's, I'll I don't give think one episode good. a try at some point in time yeah. this month. Yeah. Um, before we get out here, I just got a couple of notes that I found interesting. Um, through about four weeks, the Ravens still haven't given up a, a second half touchdown. That's that's Super Bowl talk. That's Super Bowl talk. Not saying I'm not saying that they're gonna go to the Super Bowl or I'm predicting that they will. Wait, who won last night? Ravens Steelers. Uh, Ravens did, I believe. Really? I fell asleep on the game, but I think yeah. I saw some alerts that I said didn't see Ravens anything won. past halftime. Well, I didn't fall asleep. We just I ended up just stepping out and grabbing a movie. But um, no, but uh, I mean, if you can keep up, not even every game, but just be consistent, where you're just not giving up second half touchdowns. Generally, that means you're gonna win. Like you're, you're probably because teams have to get out on a big early lead on you to where they don't have like a ridiculous lead where they don't have to score on you. Yeah. It's not gonna happen for you in every, uh, every even every loss or whatever. So, I think that's not. I'm not saying it's Super Bowl team, but that's a Super Bowl statistic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, can they maintain that, or can the defense stay healthy enough to maintain that throughout the? Yeah, that's, Second half that's, of the, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Um, uh, last note I got, which is on, on a sadder note, but uh, Georgia high school uh, football player dies after sustaining a, well, this is saying a head injury, but I also heard they initially thought it was a leg injury, so I'm not sure exactly what that is, but Dylan Thomas, a 16-year-old uh, junior uh, for the Pike uh, County Pirates, um, he came out of, I think, the third quarter with yeah what they thought was a leg injury, um then he was speaking with the athletic trainers and then became incoherent started to pass out and eventually uh died that's crazy which is crazy but uh whether it's a head injury or a leg injury i'm not sure maybe it was both but it seemed initially like a leg injury damn but, yeah that's crazy man why would you end the show on that that's so sad well it's just a note i have but uh i want to do you got anything else you want to say no not after that <laughs> <laughs> hey um <laughs> You know what else I did want to say? Um, did you did you watch the movie Hereditary? I have not yet. No. Uh, ended up watching it. Well, I kept falling asleep. I've seen it before, but I ended up renting it and um, watched it last night. And then I watched it again today. That movie actually, I felt like, kind of got better the second time. Hereditary. Who's in this again? Ah, uh, shoot. Uh, here, talk while I look it up. <laughs> Fill in empty uh, show space and time. <laughs> I, like, I wanted to sh- get. How do you? How do you not know that? Who's in the movie? 
Um, I, I I don't know everybody's name on here, but it's a uh, Tony Collette, um, Millie Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne, and Alex Wolf for your your main cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, Tony Collette. I know Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's um a familiar name. Um, but yeah, it, it's a scary movie, which is probably part of why you haven't seen. Oh, it. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna watch that shit. Yeah, no, no, no. But it's actually, and I didn't realize when I first saw it, and Tune they kind of put us on the A24, and ever since then I've been kind of like noticing a lot of films that i've watched are from a24 including this uh, hereditary and which and, and i don't know if you saw which but which was also good and scary as fuck they know how to make scary movies and not just scary movies like because they did like um you know eighth grade which we did yeah. a um press play on but they did a um, um blue moon um yeah, so far from what I've seen from uh, A24, they've got like variety. Like, yeah. they're, they're not a studio that just produces one type of film. Oh, not Blue Moon, sorry, Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. They've, they've definitely got some really good variety in the type of movies. Um, yeah, Tune Day put me on A24. So far, they haven't let me down with any of the more recent films I've seen. Yeah, but you, you got to also see uh, Hereditary. Yeah. If it's a scary movie, I'll check that out like during and the which. day. The next time I get a chance to watch a movie during the day. I'll yeah, probably that. probably after football season when Sundays aren't so occupied. Yeah, that's a long time from now. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah, to think yeah, of the and, next uh, reasonable time in, to, in to watch TV in the day. <laughs> yeah, in February, you just go ahead and watch that. Uh, no, no, no. But uh, I think that's it. You got any uh, last things? No, no, no. Let's let's get out of here, man. Let's let these people enjoy the rest of their night. Uh, if you've been listening to us for this long, um, as we said before, uh, with the uh, press play segment, go ahead and press play on that film uh, like re- i genuinely think it was one of the best movies that we've done a press play segment on so far mm. and it's a hot take yeah yeah definitely uh, like it's like i would watch it again i feel like the next time i watch it i want it to be a um like maybe even want to smoke before i watch it but anyway press play on uh, the land of steady habits uh great film i highly recommend it um Again, if you've been listening this long, thank you. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at the Fade Podcast. Share it with your friends. Uh, interact with us too. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, comment. Um, you know, if you if you have a movie that you've seen recently and you're like, hey, this is a great film, and you've been recommending it, recommend it to us. Uh, we'll do a segment on it. Um, obviously, you know, we'll shout you out. We'd love for you guys to share your thoughts and your opinions, and maybe we can discuss those. Uh, during the next recording as well so on that note unless you have anything else um yeah uh fabian here um nigga you always got something else <laughs> i'm just like go ahead. um fabian here my personal accounts are uh fabian uh fab you a fool and fabian of the future that's on uh twitter and instagram respectively um you know holla at me and talk to me about whatever movies or tv or anything is on your mind um you know dm us and comment and tag us uh tag our page at the fade podcast but um feel free to hit us up man emails whatever any comments you guys got feedback whatever yeah fade out peace